0: Welcome to the Stanley Cup Playoff Report. Here are Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. Lots of excitement surrounding the Stanley Cup playoffs as we begin episode three of our playoff report. I'm Dan Rusinowski with Drew Remenda from San Jose and from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. First things first, Drew. There's all kinds of Game 7s getting set up in the National Hockey League in the first round. It's got to be good for the game.
1: It's fantastic for the game. The first round, Danny, as you and I, have been able to experience, and you and I have watched, and all the fans have watched. The first round is so much fun; it's just back and forth. Even though the, there has been a lot of blowout games, the series were close. You know, tied at two-two most of them, and then the other the, the better teams have taken over. Uh, so we have Boston, Carolina, which I thought after the first two games, Boston was dead in the water. I thought they were done, but their big guys have have woken up and brought them back to the series so game seven carolina boston game seven la edmonton todd mcclellan has done a masterful job coaching this this king's team that has just been decimated by injuries and not as talented as edmonton edmonton's got connor they got leon they got um, Kane. they got major hopkins but their hey, Darnell nurse did get suspended. Yeah, but. nice headbutt. Victor Ortiz them and just and I love Darnell. That's so, so dumb, 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 dumb. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning um, have proved there's a few things in life, Danny, that are guaranteed. There's death, taxes, Tampa doesn't lose back-to-back games in the playoffs, and Toronto will always go to a game seven.
0: That is our featured matchup uh, of this broadcast. (laughs) In fact, Toronto versus Tampa Bay, game six. It's all in the Maple Leafs' hands. John Tavares, two goals. He's doing exactly what he was brought to the Maple Leafs to do. They're in this playoff situation. They've got the lead against the Lightning, and then it all falls apart. And I have two different viewpoints of the exact call that won the game for the Lightning. Let's start with Joe Bowen on the Toronto broadcast. Kept alive, Sorelli back to the point, and a shot in traffic taken by Chernick went off a stick and wide of the goal. Leafs play it out at center. Matthews upended, brought back by Hagel in on the left wing. Hagel centers! Campbell is saved! They score! With 156 left in the overtime, the Tampa Bay Lightning have staved off elimination, and Game 7 will be played in Toronto on Saturday night. And there was a long pause after that before Jim Ralph came in with color commentary. Obviously, there was a lot to think about from the Maple Leafs' perspective. Meanwhile, on Dave Mishkin's side with lightning radio, there was nothing but celebration. Anthony Sorelli to center ice. Got it across the Toronto line to the left circle. Sorelli drives behind the net. Sorelli now at the right circle. Great right point, Chernak. Right point, Sorelli. Center point, Chernak. Shoots. Tipped wide left by Kalorn. Rebound to Marner. He'll float it out to center ice. Matthews fell down and it's taken away by Hegel. Back across the Toronto line. Hagel at the left circle. Hagel put it in front. Kalorn shoots. Save. Rebound point. Score! Score! Braden Point! Braden Point! We're going to have a game
1: seven. Braden Point wins game six. Four to three in overtime.
0: Obviously a little bit more jubilation on that side. And of course, don't forget that the lightning were really in a position where they thought they probably might actually see their Stanley cup string of two straight come to an end in their own building, but they found a way to get it done. And I, <laughs> I, I, I love those contrasts, just the difference between jubilation and, uh, and professional frustration.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe Bowen is a legend in Toronto. Joe Bowen is one of the best, uh, like you, Danny, who have, uh, Got exceptional professionalism and exceptional calls to the game. Uh, they're old school, right? Dave Michigan, he was he was jacked up. Okay, and you should be. You're excited about that. But uh, it does bring up a good point. Uh, Braden Point had not been a factor in this series. No. Had not been at all. They showed uh, last night on uh, Sportsnet um, here in Canada, the fact of Braden Point's shooting percentage in the playoffs. And... He got to as high as a like leg last year, 20 some percent. This year he was at five percent in a shooting percentage and had only one goal. But a guy like that you're not going to keep him off the score sheet long and he, and he arrives at the right time in the right place, puts it in,
0: you know, just total jubilation in Tampa, but I want to get to the real topic of of why this is our featured game. And that's because it's going back to Toronto for game seven. Now that's a big difference than some recent game sevens against Boston, where they had to do it on the road and ended up uh, losing those series. But we were there for game number seven, way, way back in 1994. I can still remember Uh, the fans almost knocking our bus over over. after they won the game in game seven. But uh, let's let's try and crystallize what the pressure is going to be like on those Maple Leafs from the moment that this game six ended all the way to whenever game seven is over.
1: Well, the pressure is huge. The pressure, you know, pressure's on both teams obviously because Tampa's got a lot at stake and Toronto does as well. Toronto has not won a playoff series since 2004. Toronto is, I'm trying to think of a comparison as far as the, a team in the United States in whatever sport that gets that much attention. And I, I can't come up with one. Um, maybe the Yankees. New, New, England, Patriots, New England Patriots. Maybe, maybe the Patriots when the Patriots we had Tom, I don't know. But you know as well as I do. Here, it's ridiculous. It is Toronto, 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 Toronto. Toronto is the center of the universe. I don't know if everybody in the Bay area knows that Sharks fans know that it's the center of the universe. Just ask anybody who does media in sports in Toronto.
0: Just remember the song by Stomp and Tom Connors "There's a rainbow in Toronto where the Maritimers are bold. There always is a pot full, but it's never a pot of gold.
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. It's exactly right. So it's all Toronto, 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 Toronto. Okay. So this team is, and Jamie Baker said it once. When he got to Toronto with the Leafs, Bakes said, I think it was Andrew Chuck that came up to him and said, Bakes, just a word here. You're not as good as they say you are here. And you're not as bad as they say you are here. So that was the one thing you've got to go when you go to Toronto, you got to remember that. But this team, as we know, has been constructed carefully with the Shanahan plan, the Shanahan plan. They have changed coaches. They have changed general managers. They have got Austin Matthews. They have got Mitch Marner, John Tavares. They have got Morgan Riley. They went and made some trades for some other guys. They had Jumbo Joe Thornton last year. They did everything they could to try to bring some sort of playoff gravitas into the room so they would be able to get past this moment. But the guy who's going to get them past this moment, the one thing that's really interesting to watch is how um, Austin Matthews has taken over and Mitch Marner as well. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner remind me of Joe Thornton and Patty Marlowe. And I'd throw Joe Pavelski in there as well. They remind me of the guys that when the game is on the line, those are the guys I'm going to look to. And they've really played well this series. But game seven is a different animal, as you and I both know. Yep. So they they have – they Morgan Riley said it last night after the game. He said, well, you guys are the ones that put the pressure on. Well, No. You know it's pressure, is it? The pressure is on both teams. It's, Mike Babcock used to say, pressure's a great thing. And it's the old, you know, pressure turns coal into diamonds. Pressure is a chance to elevate, to become something else, to become a hero. Pressure's awesome. So use it to your advantage. We'll see if, if the, the amount of noise we will hear from now in Canada till game time will be deafening.
0: I think it's going to be amazing, the lead-up. In a way, it's almost anticlimactic, the game itself. But once you get to that point, I think they're going to rely on those two players you mentioned, Matthews and Marner. This is their real first major opportunity to take that next step forward in their careers as great as they are. It's a, it's a chance for John Tavares to continue to show the leadership that he did in game six. I mean, he was a big reason why they had a chance to win, yep. but it may all come down to that one big save. And that's where I get back to the experience of Andre Vasilyevsky on the other side for Taffy's got two Stanley cups. He's only been okay. Mediocre in this playoff series. Maybe it's time for him to, to show what he's all about in game seven.
1: His save percentage is eight was 880 going into last night's it's game,
0: Eight 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 five right now,
1: yeah. Okay, uh, Campbell was 885 going into last night's game, but Vasilyevsky had nine saves, I think it was in overtime, a couple of dangerous ones, and the dude has three shutouts in his last three elimination games game sevens, three shutouts, th- or th- I think game, yeah, it was, it was last three elimination games, he's got three shutouts. And it's Tampa is still Tampa, even though they've lost some guys and lost some really important guys. They still can find that goal when they want. I thought Kucherov last night looked disinterested and then they get the five on three late in the game bang. He scores.
0: That's a tough situation for Toronto to give up a five on three at that stage of the game. And of course you give that a guy like that, a chance to shoot it's in the back of the net, even if he is somewhat disinterested.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think when you look at it, they have taken too many penalties, Toronto, You can't do that against, against Tampa. It's, it's been fun series to watch. Um, it's been a series where there hasn't been a lot of animosity pushed back and forth. The the complaint for Toronto was after game four, when Calgary got or when Tampa got all over him, was the fact that they didn't have much pushback. There was not even a face rub and somebody, you know, in, in, an elbow to somebody or anything when they were down by such a big margin. But they sure bounced back in game five. But Tampa, again, now 17 and 0 after a loss in the playoffs in the last three seasons.
0: You're listening to the Stanley Cup playoff report on the Sharks Audio Network. Back in a moment. The Hilton San Jose is the preferred hotel of the San Jose Sharks and SAP Center in San Jose. Experience something new. Close to home or from across the world, the Hilton San Jose is there for you with memorable offers and experiences. Enjoy the brand new guest rooms with luxurious Waldorf Astoria beds and upgraded amenities. We're committed to creating a safe and relaxing experience, including delivering an even cleaner stay from check-in to check-out. Visit sanjose.hilton.com now to make your reservation. We are Hilton. We are hospitality. The Sharks are not playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but there is a playoff series for 10 members of the San Jose Sharks. Let's talk about that, Drew. Ten players on the Sharks roster have been named to represent their respective countries in the IIHF World Championship Tournament, which is going to be taking place uh, from May 13 to May 29 in Tampira and Helsinki, Finland. And I'm looking at this roster, and there are a couple of people that you would expect. First of all, Kevin LeBanc probably would have been on the U.S. team. He played in the World Championships last year and did a really good job. But because of his shoulder injury, he's not available. So that would have been 11. But we've got four guys that are representing the United States. Thomas Bortolo, Sasha Shimolyevski who played for the team last year. Jacob Megna, who gets added. And goaltender Strauss Mann, who was playing in the Swedish Elite League before the Sharks signed him as an unrestricted free agent uh, a couple of weeks ago. So that's four guys playing for the U.S. Great to see Bortolo getting some international experience. And actually, he's been really frustrated because he's been knocked out of the World Junior Tournament the last two years because of COVID problems. So uh, fortunately, he'll get a chance to represent his country finally.
1: Yeah, that's outstanding, and I'm looking forward to seeing Bordalo play. And it, it's how about Magna? You know, that's that's great. a nice that's a nice little addition there. And and when you see the guys going, young, right, goes back to the development thing we talked about. But also, this is a great a great a, a chance to one keep playing, two play with some stakes in it, and play at a high paced game. This is a good step in their development. And you know, it once you start putting that. Uh, that stars and stripes on your shoulder and in, on your chest. When you got the USA going like every other team out there, you're going to be, you're going to be having some stake in the game. And I like that.
0: There's another group of guys that, that are expected to play for their national team. If they're available for the world championships for Czechia, as they're calling it now, the Czech Republic Tomáš Hrdle and Radim Shimek are both going to be representing their country. Joachim Blickfeld, who played all season for the San Jose Barracuda will play for the team from Denmark and Rudolf's Balsers will represent Latvia, Timo Meyer will skate for Switzerland. None of that exactly is a surprise, but here's one that I think is a really big step and that's Noah Gregor named to
1: Team Canada for the World Championships. What do you think? Well, was there another guy down the stretch that impressed us more than Noah Gregor on a consistent basis? I don't think so. I agree, because he started to figure it out. Started to figure out the game. Started to figure out how he needed to play night in, night out to be a consistent important player. He's got that one gift that, man, you just can't coach. You can't teach it. He's got speed. And speed on uh, the big ice surface. I think they're playing the big ice surface uh, in the WIHF in, in Finland. He will be dynamite. I think this is a, a nice compliment to Noah and um, an affirmation that he's doing for him that he's doing the right things.
0: I think it's all great for, for all the players, but I agree a hundred percent of what you're saying about Noah Gregor. And you know something drew because the sharks as a team are not going to the Stanley cup playoffs this season, this kind of replicates that for these guys in the sense of their training and their physical uh, composition to get ready for next year, which I I think in the long run is going to benefit the sharks.
1: Yeah. After when Todd left, uh, Todd McClellan left the sharks. um, He coached the world championship team. Now he had, Crosby and Giroux and that that team was stacked but he was so impressed with how the players came over and embraced this as a chance to do something meaningful at a year in a year where your team in the NHL didn't accomplish what they, you wanted to accomplish didn't accomplish making the playoffs or got knocked out in the first round so the players take this seriously it's yeah it's nice to go over and you get to see other sites and everything else, and you're over there for an extended time. Your family comes over. But these guys will be there to play, and it helps have guys play at a high level and bring that back next year. You can, you can, If you can tap into something, whether it's game preparation, you're playing with other guys from other teams, you see how they do something. And, oh, I can incorporate that in my game, and maybe it makes you a better player coming into your NHL season.
0: You're listening to the Stanley Cup Playoff Report. We'll be right back on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Drew, Amanda, and I have been going over all of the awards possibilities in the National Hockey League, and we haven't been talking about our choices. We've been talking about who the finalists are for each individual award. We've already talked about a couple already, but now let's talk about the Hart Trophy, which is the most prestigious award in the NHL that goes to the most valuable player in the National Hockey League, or more specifically, Drew, the player adjudged to be the most valuable to his team which kind of changes the percentage just a little bit. What do you think about the, about those qualifications and categorizations of what is the most valuable player to a team?
1: I think it's defined the wrong way because I can make an argument for uh, Igor Shosturkin that he's more valuable to the New York Rangers than Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews is to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I can make an argument that Jacob Markstrom is more valuable than Igor Shosturkin. You can make an argument with if you look at most valuable to his team. You could theoretically make an argument that every goalie in the national hockey league that got his team to the playoffs is more valuable than any scorer. You could, you could theoretically do it. You could probably state your stats and analytics and you probably win. I think, I think the, the terminology about the definition of the winner or the trophy needs to be changed, but that's not going to happen.
0: No, it's not going to happen. And the tradition will continue. Of course, uh, the award name for Dr. David Hart, who was, I believe, a team dentist back in the 1920s. And uh, it is a very prestigious award. Joe Thornton, of course, is the only shark to ever receive it. That came in the 2005-2006 season when he was acquired from Boston and indeed was the most valuable player to his team, without question of a doubt. But you mentioned all the names, Drew, and we're going to stick to the Hart Trophy for the moment. Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers, and Igor Shusterkin, the goaltender for the New York Rangers. Just my immediate reaction to this by looking at that is if those are the three finalists, I'm saying that, uh, that the over-under is that Austin Matthews is probably the winner.
1: Agreed. Can I mention a couple of honorable mentions? Sure. Jonathan Huberdeau, Florida Panthers, best left wing season in the history of the national hockey league. Uh, Johnny Goodrow, Calgary flames, Johnny hockey. Um, most of his points were all five on five, 111, 15 points. I can't remember. Something um, like that, yeah. Plus 63, ridiculous. That line was 340 300. goal scores. Yeah, and they were 300 points that line. But anyway, a couple of honorable mentions. But I'll throw so I'll throw th- in
0: another honorable know, mention I, too. I, Ro- I Roman either. Yossi of the Nashville yeah. Predators is another one you've got to consider, and we'll get to Roman Yossi in a couple of minutes. But, but-
1: this is this is a this is a season, Danny, where there were so many outstanding performances. But I agree with you. Austin Matthews has done something no Toronto Maple Leaf has ever done. 60 goals. Exactly. And he missed nine games. He played 73 games. He missed nine because he got a little bit injured. He, and he will get the votes. He, he, Professional Hockey Writers Association. That's right. That's who, that's who gives this one. He'll, he'll, he'll be the, the MVP. Some people are complaining in Edmonton that Connor's held to a different standard than everybody. He had a great year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Stop whining. You don't think Wayne Gretzky was held to a different standard? You don't think Mario was held to a different standard? You don't think that, that uh, Steve Eisenman was held to a different standard or anybody else that wins the MVP? Once you Or Sydney? I mean, they get held to a different standard, but you can't dismiss what Austin, what Austin Matthews did. Igor Shosturkin is an interesting one. Right, let me ask you this. Are you of the thought that goalies have their MVP, and that's the Vesna? Or should they, be, should they be eligible for this as well?
0: No, I think a goaltender should be eligible for this because I think it's a slightly different, uh, a different type of an award. You can be the best goalie in the game, but not necessarily the most valuable to your team. That's uh, certainly possible. I think one, my, my favorite Hart Trophy Award winner was back in the 1950s, and you can look this up. Al Rollins of the Chicago Blackhawks was given the most valuable player in the NHL, and he played for a last-place team.
1: Okay. Okay. So that brings me to this.
0: I just thought it was really interesting.
1: That brings me to this. Should a, a guy on a non-playoff team be eligible for it?
0: In general, probably not.
1: Right. Because if you if you didn't have him on your team, you wouldn't make the playoffs. You had him on your team, you didn't make the playoffs. That's my right. That's my logic on it.
0: But maybe back then, if you didn't have them on your team, you were out of business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good point.
0: So maybe point. that's maybe that's the story there. But <laughs> I, it is a, it's a never ending, fascinating journey. And I think that that in general, you're right. You, if you don't make the playoffs or if your team, it's not going to get in. I, I suppose if, if you know, the votes are in the last couple of days of the regular season, if you miss out on the last day of the year, that's yeah. a different issue. But but in general, I think I think what you're saying is 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 probably a good a good metric anyway
1: we so we both agree that matthews is probably going to get it
0: i think yeah i I, i'm looking at it and i'm saying yeah i i I think for a variety of reasons it looks like matthews is going to be regarded the most valuable to his team and and i'm okay with that
1: yeah me too i know i think this is one of the ones where you're not wrong (laughs) no matter who you choose you're not wrong here but so let's go through
0: courses. let's go through some of the plays. I mean obviously yeah. Connor Connor McDavid you can you can decide uh, exactly which uh, which play you want to uh, feature him on. He makes so many during the game. He had an overtime goal against the Sharks this year. But uh, here was a big one in Los Angeles in game 6. That's part of the 11 and 7 strategy. Here's a dish. Kane to McDavid wraparound score and Edmonton takes a one nothing lead 100 seconds into this first period. Connor McDavid's third goal of the series and the Oilers have
1: the positive start in game six.
0: He just really uh, does it every single game. He's a spectacular hockey player austin matthews also a spectacular year and he had a big a couple of plays against the sharks matthews on the point now shoots one blocked by ferraro's skate that stung mario ferraro but he kept it away from reimer held in by Sandine. now it man on the right thrown it to that they score it's matthews in front of the goal Sandine threw it to the net reimer couldn't hold on to it and matthews chipped it in and so it is three to one, Toronto. Austin Matthews has a, a category and a quality that Connor McDavid seems to have too. It seems like they're connected to the original Star Trek series where they call up Scotty, they say, beam me up, and then <laughs> beam me back down to another spot. All of a sudden they appear, they're open, and the puck's on their stick.
1: Yeah, that's the ability, right? To, to disappear, then reappear in the right place at the right time. That's a, when we talk about hockey IQ, that's what we're talking about.
0: Meanwhile, Igor Shosturkin made some big saves against the Sharks. Don't forget back in December, that was a shared shutout with uh, uh, Alexander Georgiev because Igor got hurt during that game. I I still have that vivid picture in my mind of him yeah. smashing his stick as he went back toward the locker room because he knew he was injured and was out of the game. And, of course, he had a shutout going, but that was a a shared shutout for the New York Rangers. But then back at SAP Center in January, Shusterkin did it again, and here's uh, Shusterkin against Tomas Hurdle. Here's Strom across the line. Looks for Kietel, reaching for it. Can't get it. It bounced off the left-wing boards, and Hurdle flicks it out. Up the middle comes Balsers, now to Carlson, now to Meyer, cross the line. Nice puck control, cuts to his left, feet to his right. Here's a shot by Hurdle, oh, and a blocker board save by Shisterkin. Rebound picked back up, and we've got a penalty coming up. And in that same game, the Sharks kept pushing and a multiple set of saves against Matt Nieto and Jonathan Dahlman. Here's Burns throwing it out. He's won a Norris Trophy. Leads on the left for Gregor who slips by the check of Truba, who's back behind the Ranger net but runs into the check of Andre Miller and the puck jars free. Sharks keep it in. Cogliano, good effort with Nieto on the right boards to hold it in play. Cogliano, nice tip to Panino back skates, who sends in front. Nieto, one-time shot, what a save by Shesterkin with 7.42 to go in the third period. That is a fabulous save by the Ranger goaltender. Rangers get the rebound and skate it back in. Heedle throwing it toward the net. Blocked in front. And Cogliano goes back. It's a two-on-one break developing. Donald down the right. Moving in. Shooting it. Save made by Shisterkin. Eric Carlson was the other guy up. And Dahlin was looking for a rebound, but Shisterkin gave him nothing. <laughs> Shisterkin doesn't give much to anybody. And, and nope. obviously, learning experience for him in this playoff series that he's in. But uh, he's a very worthy candidate for the Hearth Trophy, too.
1: He is the guy, when you look at that definition, most valuable to his team, that maybe fits it better than the other two guys. And I I, listen, I I get what you're saying. I know that people are like, Romando, you're an idiot, which I know I am. But Shisterkin was such a huge part of a season where the Rangers admittedly are saying, oh, we're ahead of schedule. And a lot of it because of the guy in net.
0: Now let's talk about the other trophy the trophy that probably doesn't get as much attention, but should, this is the Ted Lindsay award, which is uh, given to what's called the most outstanding player in the NHL, slightly different definition than the Hart trophy. And this is voted on by members of the NHL players association. That is these, these are the guys that are in the trenches playing every night. And this is who they think by vote is the most, uh, well, the most outstanding player in the NHL. Now it's interesting. We have Shisterkin, we have Matthews and we have McDavid for the Hart trophy. We have Matthews and McDavid in here, but instead of Shisterkin, we have Roman Yossi of the Nashville Predators. Let's talk about him for a second
1: in the season. He's had. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant plays every situation. The fact that he's been chosen for the Lindsay shows you one It's got to be the respect from your peers has got to be such a, a Uh, I'm not sure. It's
0: a great great honor.
1: A great honor. That's right. That's the word you, it's an honor when that happens. And Yossi, who plays in Nashville um, and Nashville doesn't get a lot of ink and get a lot of press that like say Connor or Austin Matthews does. Yossi had a breakout season. He had a career year. He was involved in, Oh, I can't remember the percentage. I saw it the other day, but a huge percentage of the, the goals that were, that were scored by the Nashville predators. He is, an all-round complete defenseman, up in the play, terrific first pass, fantastic on the power play, plays a physical game. There's not many blemishes on that kid's game, and he was fabulous this year. And and Danny, you and I, we saw him twice. Um, Plus six, we, one game, right? Yeah, that was the game. It was like, wow, and he was fabulous. And he's, and I think that that's that when you look at it, he was. Again, very valuable to his team. But when the other players across the league go, that guy, that guy was really good. We're going to put him on this list. That says a lot about how good he was.
0: Oftentimes, the guy who gets the Hart Trophy also gets this award, the yeah. Ted Lindsay Award, which is probably why it's sort of in the background. But I'm really hoping that Roman Yossi gets this award this year. And here's an interesting note. If he wins it, can you believe he'd only be the second defenseman in history to ever receive it? who it be? Bobby? Bobby Orr is the only other one who ever received the Ted Lindsay Award. At at that time, it was called the Lester Pearson. Yeah, Lester
1: Pearson, Lester B. Pearson. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But uh, there have been other finalists before. He's the third defenseman in 22 years to be voted a finalist, none of whom have won. The other two are Chris Pronger. Of course. And Brent Burns.
1: Oh.
0: The year that Burns got the Norris Trophy, he was a finalist for this award. That's right.
1: Well, that again, the honor that shows you what the other players think about you. That's, that's got to feel pretty good for anybody.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to be a fascinating election and we'll see who gets selected. But I think Drew and I, if we were players just voted for Roman Yossi to become the second defenseman. And we both think that Austin Matthews is the likely recipient of the heart trophy but uh, then again anything can happen it's been a, a a great show today drew we're looking forward i hope we have more game sevens to talk about than the ones that we mentioned today we're really looking forward to that and i, and I think that uh, that round two is setting up to be fantastic
1: yeah it's been a great first round i agree with you pal and uh, can't wait to talk to you next time that's it for our show for today
0: you've been listening to the stanley cup playoff report This has been a presentation of
1: the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.